the thing that we want to make sure of no matter what is that feeding is more about the atmosphere than it is about the food. So we don't want you to stress. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-79. Presented by Spoonful One. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Spoonful One is one of our partners on the Moms on Call podcast. And when we get questions about what Spoonful One is and how it works, we like to have Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson answer those. She is the chief medical officer for Spoonful One, and she's also a pediatrician and most importantly, a mom. One of the most common questions I get asked about infant feeding is when to start solids, especially food allergens. Old, outdated advice used to recommend waiting until one or even three years of age. We now know that it needs to happen much sooner to help reduce food allergy risk. Make sure you're getting all the common allergens like peanut, tree nuts, egg, milk, shellfish, soy, and others into your baby's diet around four to six months of age. It's not just about early introduction that matters. Feeding common allergens often is critical for your baby. Spoonful One is a science-backed solution that provides daily exposure to 16 food allergens to help get a diverse diet to the table every single day. You can learn more and get an exclusive discount at SpoonfulOne.com slash MomsOnCall. Hey moms, uh, my name is Elizabeth and I listen to your podcast every week from Greenville, South Carolina. My question is very simple. When is it safe to take a newborn out in public? I had my first baby right at the start of the pandemic, so it wasn't really an issue. We just didn't go anywhere. Um, My second baby is due in two months, and I'm not sure if I should be keeping her inside for the first six months or if it's a good idea to get her out and about and exposed to things. Thank you so much. Elizabeth, what a real question, right? I mean, this is reality. And the reality is, yes, when you had that first kid, the world was shut down and it was super easy to just stay inside. But for most of us, that's not reality. And so, yes, we want to keep kind of in that house for the first couple of weeks. And we want to make sure we're not going to the neighborhood snotty nose kids birthday party, right? <laughs> not a nose <laughs> you birthday know. party. But, you know, we all know. We all yeah, know. We all know. We've been there. So try to, you know, maybe avoid those types situations, but you can absolutely, reality is you have an older kid, so there's going to be park days and there's going to be activities to go to and there's going to be things that somebody's got to go buy groceries or maybe now that with you know, all the grocery delivery. You can so. have everything delivered, delivered. to your house So maybe now. you don't actually have to ever leave your <laughs> well, house. Well, they won't deliver a healthy immune system <laughs> That's to your it. child. That's, That's it. what you won't get. So go out. Be adventurous. Go and do the things. Uh, once you get your feet up underneath you and heal and everybody kind of gets into that rhythm, uh, then you're, you're free to kind of start to get out. Again, we want to be careful while we do those things. So maybe not out to the international airport or the 
naughty nosed kid party. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, get out and about. And that is part of the building blocks of a healthy immune system. Um, and at about two months, that's one of my favorites. Yep. You know, once they've had their first set of immunizations, their body's building those things up already. That is really a great time to do it, but it's not wrong to do it beforehand. Just be careful and have fun. Hi, Mom's on call. This is Erin from Mississippi. I want to thank you so much for what you do. Your materials have just been life-saving for us. My little girl is six months old. I had a question about introducing solids, and I wanted to know how the Mom's on call method might integrate or fit with baby-led weaning, which I know is a popular topic right now. Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and how your method of introducing solids could integrate into maybe a baby led type of philosophy. Thank you so much. Erin from Mississippi. Look, you are touching on all the topics. This is, um, well, really an ever-changing field of discussion. Even right now, as we have our um, resources that are free. You can go pick those up at momsoncall.com where we have a baby food introduction calendar with all kinds of fun stuff in it. I'm Fabulous. just saying. Um, but even then, we can go faster than the our baby food introduction calendar would allow, but that's for general audiences. We also want you to pop over and take a look at some of the um, additional resources that we have about introducing food and fun to babies. The thing that we want to make sure of no matter what is that feeding is more about the atmosphere than it is about the food. So we don't want you to stress. And that's, I think, such a big, big, big part of this whole solid food introduction. You get all kinds of opinions. And, and I'm a big believer, Jennifer, that this is not a date on the calendar, right? I love when you say it that. It is not a date on the calendar. We're looking for good head control, sitting up with minimal support, and they want that hamburger that you're eating. Then that's a great time to start the solids. Wait, a kid with good head control can eat a hamburger. Hello, let's let's do it. Uh, it has to be small and smushy. And my favorite, one of the terms you came up with is pea-sized and mushable. And I think, you know, baby led weaning is, a, is, is great. It's awesome. The issue is oral motor development is progressive. So I don't want to hand my kid a chicken leg before they can handle that chicken leg. So we believe in starting those solids pretty early, somewhere between four and six months of age, and getting items on the menu. It's all about just variety and textures and taste and, and getting exposure to those foods. And yes, we'll start off with some purees because it's just fun and we're trying to get those muscles working, but we're not going to stay there. We're going to be there a week or two. Then we're going to be less pureed. Then we're going to be fork mushed. Then we're going to get to that pea-sized mushable foods. And by six and a half, seven months, give or take a little bit, every kid is a little bit different, they're pretty much eating what 
you guys are eating as long as it's not a choking hazard and it's soft and mushable that they can gum. They don't even have to have teeth. They don't even have to have teeth. They, as long as they can mush it and gum it, they can have it. But we want it to taste good. We want it to look good and to smell good. And we want them to be exposed to that food. So yes, baby led weaning is, is there. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I, oh, look, I have to jump in because I have to say this. Not all babies are the same. They're not. And when you do the toddler by design quiz, we talk about this a lot. Some babies are a little bit more laid back and they really don't care. And some babies will like try and eat your arm off by two months old. But, you know, we just get different personalities. And if you kind of have a more lackadaisical baby, you know, we can miss some of those developmental milestones sometimes. And and that just makes it harder down the road for us. They're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Baby led weaning never ruined anybody. Um, But at Moms on Call, we just kind of have a right-hand line and a left-hand line for all different kinds of kids and all different kinds of parents. We give you the basics. Like Laura said, it's not a date on the calendar, but we want to progress through one of the most fun activities of daily living that ever existed. And and really what we're saying here, Erin, is that we're going to all end up where baby led weaning ends up. We're all working towards that. Uh, We just take a little bit of a different approach, but we'll all get to to where we want to be, which is loving food, stress-free. We're enjoying textures and variety and smells and touching and dropping and watching their faces light up as they explore some of these new things. Hi, my name is Leanne and I'm from Oviedo, Florida, and we've been moms on call parents since both of our kids were born, uh, my daughter Hazel is two and a half. She's almost three. And then my son Titus is almost one and a half. Hazel will be three in three months. And my question is about her related to the toddler bed. Like I said, we were moms on call parents from day one. Um, I recommend you guys to everyone. Seriously, everyone. <laughs> and we fell off the bandwagon getting into the toddler bed. For the first six weeks, we followed all your advice of no matter what, close the door and don't re-engage. And terrible, terrible tantrum every night. It was just really a lot and taxing and difficult to hear her scream and cry like that. And she never once went to her bed on her own. So now we're kind of in this pattern. Uh, We put her in bed. She goes to the door and fusses. We put her back in bed. She comes to the door and fusses. We put her back in bed. Sometimes she'll stay in bed the first time. And sometimes I put her back in bed 10 times. And then sometimes we let her fall asleep at the door and then move her to her bed two and a half hours later when we go to bed. So what do I do now? We're still fighting this. Naps are the same way. Sometimes they're in the bed and sometimes they're on the floor. So anyway, that's my question. Um, Thank you so much. I love you guys. Keep my life sane. You guys are the best. Bye. Leanne. (laughs) I want to hop on a phone call with you. It will take me one hour and 15 minutes and we will fix it. We will have an explanation for everything that's happening and a roadmap forward. And that's what we do, especially in situations like this. And I know that we can make a plan forward that honors what your child is capable of doing so that we get out of this pattern that's not serving anybody. But thank you so, so much. So I want you to go to momsoncall.com. You can email info at momsoncall.com. And I want you to say, I am Leanne from the podcast. And Jennifer said she wanted to talk to me. Sharing some of our most popular tips and tricks. 
This is the Moms on Call Spotlight, presented by Spoonful One. When you have a toddler and a newborn sharing the same room, it can seem so stressful, especially if that toddler is noisy while that baby is sleeping. Or the other way around, when the baby is noisy and the toddler is sleeping. But here at Moms on Call, we always say that you don't need to save the quiet one. Actually, they learn to accommodate that noise. Both of us with twins had one kid that would sleep like nothing was happening and the other one making tons of noise. Really give them a lot of credit for their ability to accommodate their sibling. This Moms on Call Spotlight was presented by Spoonful One. Parenting is hard. Spoonful One helps make it easier. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.